0: you're faithful to do all you said you would do. You're faithful to be all you said you would be. Lord, I thank you for joining us here today. Lord, I thank you for pouring your spirit out, just like your word declares, Lord, that you would pour your spirit out upon all flesh. Lord, we are all flesh. So we receive right now all that you have for us, Lord. We receive what it is that you have for us right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you that you've joined us here. Hallelujah. I don't know if you became aware of it, but the Lord just stepped in the room just now. He's here with us. He's here with us. Glory, glory, Lord, we give you honor and praise and we thank you for anointing Ayla from the top of her head to the soles of her feet. Lord, we know that you have given her a word to declare to your people. So God, whatever that word may be, we receive it right now in the name of Jesus. We position ourselves, Lord, for revelation and for understanding in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you that not one will will walk away the same, but all will walk away changed and challenged by the power of your presence and and the power of your word. Lord, I thank you for doing a work in your people right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, yes, amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. I know Ayla, for real, she has a word from the Lord. She hasn't shared with me all that she um, is going to share because we just don't do that. Um, And the little that she did share challenged me. Um, I was thinking about it last night. She went to sleep, and I stayed up, and I just could not get some of the, the couple of things that she had said to me off of my mind. Um, so I was just kind of dealing with that. Amen. So be open today, uh, because I know that, I know that the Lord has something to say through Ayla today. Amen. Amen.
1: While we were singing, I just kept thinking, you know, God can't be anything but good. Yes. <laughs> he can't be anything but faithful. He can't do anything but provide. So he's just awesome. And I just wanted to say that. <laughs> um, thank you all for coming. um so what i wanted to talk about thank you what i wanted to talk about today was aligning yourself to receive from god and i'm going to use specifically what i learned in the process of believing for our baby but it can be applied to any situation um before believing for the baby um i had learned a little bit about faith and how to receive from the Lord but that that process was the first time that I think that it took longer <laughs> and I really had to learn how to put my flesh down and align myself with the Lord and so that's what I'm gonna share today and if you don't know I make things pretty fast I make things as simple as possible so even though we took that time we'll probably still get out early <laughs> but we'll see so Step number one, the first thing, and i 've been telling Tyler i 've been feeling really cheesy about this, but the first thing to remember is God loves you um, and if you 've been to the hospital with me in the last like few months you 've heard me say the lord 's been dealing with me before you do anything before you talk to them about healing, talk to them about my love for them because um, that 's what he 's doing with me too. <laughs> Um, God's main motive is sharing his love. And when the Lord first started dealing with me at that, uh, at the hospital with that, I talked to Pastor Ziggy cause I wanted to make sure I wasn't getting off track. <laughs> and he said, you're right. He said, God's main motive is sharing his love. He said, his main motive isn't even that people make a choice. He said, he just wants to share his love with them. And, um, uh, because he wants people to know he loves them. Everything he does for us is because he loves us and because he said he would. And um, a lot of times, in the ESV version especially, I don't know about other versions, but it's always stood out to me that a lot of times in the ESV version, when the Bible mentions the love of God, it describes it as steadfast. And uh, steadfast means unwavering, reliable, committed, devoted, Dedicated and dependable. So I want you to think about those words, and I have a couple of scriptures for us to read. If Do people have your Bibles? So uh, somebody read Psalms 5710. 10. So in the ESV it says, For your steadfast love is great to the heavens. Um Psalms, somebody read Psalm sixty three three. Because your steadfast love is better than my, my Amen. Uh last one, Psalms eighty five seven. So uh, what I wanted to point out of this is his love toward you is unwavering. It's reliable, it's committed, it's devoted, dedicated, and dependable. And the reason I wanted to put this as number one is because basically if you don't believe he loves you, you're not going to receive anything he has for you because you're going to find ways to exclude yourself or to say you're not a part of that promise. So number one, God loves you. And all those things about steadfast is how he feels about you. (laughs) Um, When it comes to healing or whatever we're believing for, it's because of his goodness and the price that Jesus paid for us that it belongs to us. The only part we play is aligning ourselves with heaven to receive it. If we've said yes to Jesus and we've received salvation, the rest of the promise belongs to us as well. The second thing, so that was point number one. The second thing I had to do was find out what God already said about it Uh, because, like I said, our natural minds leaned toward disqualifying us. Um, The Bible says in Hosea 4.6, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. And today, actually, I was listening to Kenneth Hagin, and he pointed out that that scripture is God saying, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. It doesn't say, lost people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. So even though you belong to God, if you have a lack of knowledge, you can be destroyed. (laughs) Um, And so uh, it's important to know what the Bible says and what belongs to us. If we don't know what it says, we don't know to make a demand for it or to resist the opposite of what the word says. Um, Before I ever got married, I would hear pastors give words to people about, you're going to be a great mom, and I see you having two babies and all kinds of stuff. And I I got words about traveling, revival, hospital, husband, all kinds of stuff, but I never got a word about a kid. And so that started to mess with my mind a little bit, and I was like, well, maybe the Lord doesn't want me to have kids. Um, <laughs> but one day I was reading um, in Exodus, and in Exodus 23, 26, there's a scripture that says, none among you shall suffer miscarriage or be barren in your land. And when I read that, the Lord told me, you don't need Pastor Zig to tell you that. He said, you don't need somebody to call you out and pray for you. He said, I already put it in my word. <laughs> and, um, if it's in his word or his general will, I c- we can claim it. It belongs to us. And also what stood out to me was that was Exodus. That was the Old Testament. And so if that was the Old Testament, how much more accessible is it to us now? <laughs> um, so, and I also wanted to add, since this is Healing Room, that that scripture also says, uh, you shall serve the Lord your God and he will bless your bread and water and I will take sickness away from among you. Amen. Um, so this goes with knowing what the word says. When someone comes up for salvation, we wouldn't say, we wouldn't be praying for them and be like, Lord, if it be your will, uh, you'll save him because we know it's his will. He said, it's not his will that any among us should perish. Um, and the rest of his promises are the same way. And we kind of forget that. But if it's if the Bible says it belongs to us, it does. We don't have to wonder. We don't need a word from our pastor. We don't need someone to call us out and say, thus saith the Lord. We have his word already. Uh, to bring this back to healing room, <laughs> I try to keep coming back, so it's not so specific. But um, one day I was reading in Romans 6, and we can read that together, just uh, Romans 6, 1 through 2. 1 and 2. Somebody can read that. Amen. So when, I don't know about you guys, but when I first read that, like to me, I was just thinking about, oh, I don't have to sin anymore. But there was one day I read that and the Lord told me, um, when when I read that last part, how can we who died in sin still live in it? When I read that part, the Lord reminded me that sickness is only around because of sin. <laughs> and um, there was no sickness before sin. All you have to do is go back to Adam and Eve in the garden, or think about heaven where sin doesn't exist. They weren't sick. And so if I don't have to live in sin, I don't have to live in anything that came as a result of sin either. Um, And that, to me, like, I was like, oh, like this was a light bulb moment for me. Um, So I would go through and I would change, like, I would say, how can we who died in sickness still live in it? How can we who died in depression still live in it? How can we who died in lack still live in it? Anything that came as a result of sin died um, because it, was, it didn't exist before sin. So, um, yeah, if you're dead to sin, you're dead to sickness. If you're dead to sin, you're dead to lack. You're dead to depression, anything. And then later on, I think it's uh, 12... It says, let not sin reign in your mortal body. And that told me that I had a say in the matter. It told me that I had a decision to make. That even, it wasn't going to happen automatically because it says, let not sin reign. And that includes everything that came as a result of sin. So let not sickness reign in your mortal body. Let not depression reign in your mortal body. Whatever it is. Um, Just because it comes doesn't mean I have to let it reign. And the third thing that helped me in this season in that season was a message that Pastor Zig preached. He said, "If your eyes are on Jesus, you're not aware that you're in a struggle, and I've shared that multiple times, but it really I love things that make it black and white for me, that make it easy to be like, oh, I'm doing good or I'm not. And that was one of those things because in that season especially, I was very aware that I was in a struggle. And so that told me that my eyes weren't on Jesus. (laughs) Um, And so that's something I had to change. If my eyes are on Jesus, they're not on myself and they're not not on what I'm going through. Uh, God is good and he watches over his word to perform it. His word does not return void, but does what it set out to do. So if your eyes are are on him, then you know these things are true, and you know that he'll see to it. And while I was putting those together, I thought, like this thought came to my mind that, it's important that we remind ourselves that those aren't cliche sayings. I think sometimes we hear them so often and we say it so much that we forget that that's actually what the Bible says. It's not something that we came up with to make ourselves feel better. The Word says those things. And so I, have, I want us to read some of those scriptures. So somebody read Isaiah 55:11. Amen. In the message, I liked it. It said, So will the words that come out of my mouth not come back empty-handed. They'll do the work I send them to do. They'll complete the assignment I gave them. Uh, so I read Jeremiah one twelve. Amen. I don't know what version I wrote down, but it says, I am actively watching over my word to fulfill it. Um, Tyler, Hebrews 10, 23. It's your favorite. <laughs> I know <noticed. laughs>
0: this. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful.
1: Amen. So I wanted us to, I wanted us to read it because I wanted to remind us that's what the word says. It's not just a saying. Um, along those same lines, the Bible tells us what to think about. So Philippians four eight. Somebody read that. Amen. So I always like to point out with that scripture, notice it doesn't say unless you're in need, unless you're in a struggle, unless you're mad, unless you're sick. It says thinks on these things and that's it. Um, uh, we're in charge of what we think. Um, uh, the next thing I had to do was keep my mind and motives in check. Um, uh, and we kind of talked about this yesterday with tithing. Uh, Pastor Zig said, you know, you don't tithe out of fear. You don't tithe out of, uh, based on sight. And in this, in my situation with the baby, um, the Lord had given me a scripture. And I started saying it over and over and over. I had it on my watch. I had it on my phone. I read it. I had written it down. I wanted to put it on the mirror. All kinds of stuff. It wasn't on the mirror. Tyler said no. But... I started out doing it with the intention of just renewing my mind, just getting it in my mind. But then something happened and I started saying it out of fear. I started saying, I started thinking, man, if I don't say this, it's not going to happen. And that's not what the Lord intended for me to do. Um, uh, So I had started to think without realizing it that if I don't say this, I'm not going to get the result I want. Which that comes from fear, which comes from sight. Because I didn't see it as done. So I thought I had to keep doing it. Um, Fear believes God's watching you with a checklist. And if you don't do everything perfect, it's not going to happen. And that that puts it back into our hands instead of leaving it in God's. Because faith says it's already done. Um, and after I heard him say that to me, I realized that he gave me that scripture just so I would stand on it and I believe it was done. He didn't want me toiling over it, which is what I ended up doing. Um, I had to get to a point where I not only knew what God's word said about it, but I knew what He was saying that He was saying that word to me right in that moment. Um, if you're still considering another outcome, you're not in faith. If you're frustrated it hasn't happened yet, you're not in faith because faith believes it's already done. Um, Which one? If you're still considering another outcome, you're not in faith. If you're frustrated it hasn't happened yet, you're not in faith because faith believes that it's already done.
0: Yes. I think that we've never actually talked about this with anybody else, Um, but when we were trying for a baby... We talked about, you know what, worst case scenario, several times, anytime we had any, any little bit of doubt, anything, anytime anything would come up or somebody would announce a pregnancy or we would get in an uncomfortable spot, that was my reassurance to Ayla. You know, worst case scenario, worst possible case scenario, we'll adopt a baby. And you know, it sounds good, and it, it, it felt okay saying that, but, you know, really, that was my lack of faith being exposed. That was my mouth giving voice to um, an area that my faith was not built up in. I found a, a, a weak place. And we, never, we have never really talked about saying that. But show me in your notes where you were just at. If, you were, if you're still considering another outcome, you're not in faith. Faith believes it's done. Amen. Did you read the next part already? Okay, no, I meant that next sentence. If you're frustrated it hasn't happened yet, you're not in faith because faith believes it's already done. That's really the truth of the Word of God. And when we give voice to something different, it's not good. I wrote this down, and you, you briefly touched on it, but I think that it's so important because how many of us believe that God rewards based on performance? Regular, we, we, we step into that mode that if I don't do everything just right, he's, he's not going to give this to me or he's going to take something away from me, right? And that's the place that we were at where we were almost to the point of begging God and believing that he wasn't going to deliver on his promise based off of our performance. We were looking in, in our life, looking for sin and looking for mess that we needed to clean up. And the reality was what he was saying was, you just need to receive what I already what I already paid for. You need to receive what I have for you. So we need to remember that that God, he doesn't reward us based on performance. He, he gives because it's in his nature to give. He's a good God. Amen, because he loves us. Amen.
1: Amen. I told you you could say something. Um, but yeah. So my last my last thing I had to do was be obedient to what he told me to do and follow my faith. And the Lord showed me this a few years ago, but I picture it kind of like getting a check. Like you can have somebody write you a million dollar check, but until you take it to the bank or mobile deposit it, or basically take another action, it doesn't change in any of your circumstances. You can have a million dollar check and until that action is taken, it changes nothing. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's kind of the way the the word, the what the, what belongs to us is. Um the thing with faith is that it could many times seem impossible. It could be like getting up when you've never gotten up before, which we've seen in the Bible. It could be something else that doesn't seem so impossible, but it can be hard. And he could tell you, run around the church, and that could be the key to your breakthrough. He could tell you, get up and, and sing a song. That could be the key to your breakthrough. <laughs> um, no, I wasn't. No, I wasn't. Uh, it, could be, it could be praying loudly like Gil, pray, praying in tongues loudly. That was a big step for you, and that was a key to something breaking through in your life. Um, I know for me, what the Lord had me do was when I preached on that one Sunday, and I talked about how we had been having problems conceiving, that was hard for me because I didn't want to talk about that. And I definitely didn't want to talk about it in front of a room full of people. <laughs> we didn't even talk about it with people close to us. Um, so that was really hard for me, but without making it TMI, like, that's when things began to change and we knew it did because things my cycle was lasting longer than it should have, taking longer to come around than it should have. And when it came lasting longer than it should have, things were just out of whack but the as soon as I testified, things started to become more regulated, and so we knew that that was that the Lord had told me to do that, and it was important, and things were happening. but even then, it still took us another six months to conceive, and that was challenging but um I knew that things started to line up then because I had followed what he led me to do. And that was the first step in me lining up with heaven. So I wanted to encourage you, if God's telling you to do something, even if it makes you uncomfortable, even if it seems like that doesn't go with that, just do it, trust him. Um, I've also heard testimonies of the Lord directing people to do things in natural. I I have a friend named Jill who lives in Cambodia. She's a missionary there. In her first year there, she was struggling big time with her health. And uh, she kept getting prayer, having people pray for her. And finally one day the Lord said, hey, just stop eating this certain food. And she did, and everything <laughs> went back to normal. And I know Tyler has a testimony about after we were in the car accident, um, we had bad neck pain and kept getting prayer. And finally the Lord was like, you just need a new pillow. <laughs> and so... Uh, I want to say, like Pastor Ziggs talked about, don't miss the supernatural waiting for the spectacular because it may not always be something completely crazy. Um, The Lord doesn't always do things in the same way because then people would begin to trust in the process instead of him. Um, Something I always think about, which cracks me up every time I think about it, is, like, you know how uh, the... Jesus healed the blind guy by spitting in mud and putting mud in his eye. I was like, imagine if that's the only way he ever healed blindness. Like, (laughs) I was like, there'd be a church of mud somewhere. Instead of Church of Christ, there'd be Church of Mud. (laughs) And um, I also thought of another story. I believe it was Pastor Zig told me this, but it was a long time ago, so... Hopefully it was Pastor Zig, but he told a story about a lady whose dentures had broken or something along those lines, and so she got prayer for teeth, and you'd think the Lord would just pop out some new teeth or something, but that's not what happened, or you'd think he'd at least give money for new dentures or something like that, but what happened was she got prayer and then went home and put in her dentures, and they fit, (laughs) and so the Lord... He, you can't, you can't say, well, this is how it's going to happen, because it may not happen that way. Um, I also wanted to mention here that it's important to pay attention if someone's on your heart, uh, pray for them, and maybe reach out to them, because I know for me, um, even though it wasn't, it didn't always feel good to my flesh, it always encouraged my spirit when people came up and they're like, "Hey, I can't wait to hear your good news." And sometimes that hurt my flesh, but it always encouraged my spirit. And uh, I remember one day, like, we had just gone through, like, okay, we don't have to test anymore. And I was sitting up here, and Gaby told me, hey, I had a dream you you're carrying around your baby. And I was like, thank you. <laughs> and Shri Shree was always faithful to say, I can't wait to hold your baby, things along those lines. So I encourage you, if somebody's on your heart, just encourage them, because you don't know what they're dealing with. Um, for me, I had um, started to tell Tyler, after another time of not needing a test, I started to say to him, it's okay, you know, we'll we'll try again. But when I opened my mouth to say, try, it was just this little check in my spirit. He said, Ayla, don't say that. Don't say you're trying. And he told me, um, you're not trying anymore, Ayla. And after that moment, I didn't let those words come out of my mouth again. And Tyler tried to encourage me because he didn't want me to be disappointed. And so he'd be like, but we are trying, you know, it's okay. And I'm like, no, we're not trying anymore. and then I told, so I told Tyler that. Then I, we went to lunch with Pastor Zig and Pastor Amy and I told them, I said, the Lord told me we're not trying anymore. And that was uncomfortable because part of your mind is like, man, I'm going to sound real stupid if this doesn't come to pass. But I knew what the Lord told me to do, and that was a big step of faith for me. And it was three weeks later that we found out we conceived. Um, and honestly, like, when I saw the positive test, I was happy. But to me, I had received that positive test three weeks before. And um, and it was around that same time. If it wasn't the same week, it was the next week that Tyler led a prayer. And he prayed for our baby. And I think that's when you received it too. Because like we were so happy, but we weren't crying. We weren't hysterical, nothing like that. Like We went upstairs and told my grandma, because we were staying with my grandma, and we're like, Grandma, guess what? And she's like, why am I happier than you? But it's because we had already rejoiced over it. We would already received it. We knew it was done. Um, in fact, I didn't even cry about it until we told all of you because you guys made me all emotional because you're all so happy. <laughs> um, but that we pressed into the Lord that season, and he helped us every step of the way. Um, he was my comforter when I needed comfort. He was my teacher when I needed taught. And he was my healer when my body needed healed. Um, so don't let the voice of your circumstances be louder to you than his voice. I encourage you to remember he's a good father who takes care of his kids. He loves you when you're included in his promise. Um, when you go from knowing what his word says to knowing his word is for you, that's when you enter faith. And lastly, pay attention to those little checks in your spirit, and let Him tell you when and how to pray about it, and trust Him when He tells you to act. Amen. 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 But you want to say something? Because you're done,
0: right? Yeah. Amen. We still got. I got a, whole, a time for a whole message. Watch out! No, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. <laughs> No, I'm just joking. Ayla, she made some really good points, and I hadn't really considered what you had just said about how, you know, we knew people were with us, because we had so many people encouraging us all the time, from Jess. um, I remember Jess giving pregnancy tests and ovulation tests, and at the time, I was like, as a husband, it's uncomfortable, because... I don't know about like Gil or Don, but I hear stories about Ayla before I even knew her about times that she was sad and it frustrates me because I'm like, I don't wanna hear about you being sad. Who made you sad? Give me their name. Like, <laughs> you know, I, that's how I feel. As a husband, it's difficult because you don't want them to feel any kind of way. As she's been pregnant, it's been difficult because she's emotional. Sometimes she's just sad. And there was one, one thing recently, she told me, she said, you're just going to have to let me be sad. And I'm like, that was the hardest thing. That was the hardest thing for me, just to let her, you know, not to try to do anything to make it better, just let her feel what she was feeling. But there were so many people that were with us, um, like Hilda, uh, Jess bringing that stuff. Hilda, the same thing, the day that she made her announcement, she put something in, in our hands, I can't remember what it was, pregnancy tests or something like that, and said, You're next. And it wasn't she wasn't just saying that, like, oh, it's gonna happen. She was it was a faith statement. We sat and Ayla reminded me of this. We actually knew that she was pregnant at this time, but we sat with Michael Salazar. And this was one of the reasons why we didn't wait, you know, three months to tell you guys. Because we came Joe knew that we were gonna test because I told him like we get to test while we're in Indiana. Like we'll find out while while we're there. So we came back and that Sunday, was it a Sunday? No, it wasn't a Sunday, it was a Wednesday. It was a Wednesday, a Monday or a Wednesday. We were back there, and he's talking to me, and he's like, so did, did you test? Did you find out? I just had to put my head down. I couldn't even talk to him because I'm really bad at surprises. I'm bad at keeping things to myself. I'll tell everybody. And we got in the car that night, literally got in the car. As soon as we got in the car, I'm like, we have to tell Joe and Jess. And Ayla's like, no, we we're not doing it because Ayla loves surprises. She's like, no, we're not doing that. We can't do that. I'm like, Joe, I know for a fact, Joe thinks that I was being the biggest possible jerk to him. He talked to me, and I couldn't even say anything back to him. I couldn't even look at him. I know he was being a jerk. So the very next opportunity we had, we told them in private, um, I think we're at Eric and Shelby's house. I don't remember what it was for, but we're like, they have cameras all over the place, so let your reaction be like, you know, kind of chill so that they don't catch on. But... You know, here's the deal. Michael Salazar, we were sitting with him, and he's telling us, the next my ne- by my next birthday, we're gonna be, I'm gonna be holding your baby here at this table by my next birthday. We had all of these people praying and believing with us, and we felt the prayers. It almost, to be honest, knowing that everybody was with us almost made it worse because as a husband, I was still in the mode of, I don't want her to be disappointed. It was so difficult to watch her disappointed. And when she said we're not trying anymore, I'm like, I get what you're saying, but, she's like, no, but, and almost to the point where she was saying, don't you dare let anything else come out of your mouth, don't do it, I mean, with tears in her eyes, that's the kind of conversations that we had, where I'm like, I just don't want you to be sad, and the Lord really helped us out, because in those moments, that's when he said, did I not make provision for you, Did I not tell you in my word that I would give you everything that you have need of? I would give you, if you opened your mouth and said it, I would give you everything that you said. Did I not tell you that if you said unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in your heart, but believe the things which you say shall come to pass, you'll have whatever you say? Wasn't that my word? Isn't that my word to you? Man, it was tough. Because it's, you know, finding that, what I thought was finding that balance. There is no balance. You can't be balanced and be in faith. You can't. It's not possible. I tried my best to be balanced. For the first time, I think, in my life, I tried my best to be balanced and be in faith, and it did not work out well. And these things that Ayla's saying, these truths were things not that we read in a book, not that we heard from Brother Hagen, not that we heard from Pastor Ziggy. We sat across from Pastor Ziggy and, and told him the same thing. We're not trying anymore. And he looked at us and was like, amen. He didn't have any... He didn't have anything else to say about that because I think in that moment that the Lord was closing the mouths of anybody that potentially could say anything to mess that up. Not that he would have, because I don't believe that he would have, but that's all that could be said. Amen.
1: I was also, Tyler actually reminded me that one day I was actually at the hangar with Pastor Zig talking to him about, um, and this is before the Lord told me that we weren't trying anymore, but Pastor Zig was like, you know, um. Me and Pastor Annie went to the hospital. We went to the doctor. And he, he didn't tell me to go to the doctor, but he was letting me know this is the process they went to. But, um, and I was going to put this, but I didn't. And um, I think it's important while you're believing for something that even if somebody that loves you and has good intentions, if they say something that doesn't go with your spirit, then you don't, you don't do that. <laughs> yeah.
0: But many of you were the ones that spoke into our lives. Some of you, you know, we walked away frustrated. Some of you said things that we walked away frustrated because we're like, we're not seeing that happen. It's nice, but we're not seeing that happen. But, you know, a result of a lot of what was spoken into our lives, the fruit of it was our faith being grown in those in those moments. It really was incredible. Because, like Ayla said, once we got the revelation, it was three weeks later that we knew well, I mean, we knew months before, or weeks before, I should say. Um, Weeks before, we knew, and it was kind of funny, because that moment came, and there wasn't tears, and we, I think I smiled, and I'm like, oh my gosh. That was the extent of the expression. Well, I also, I ran down the stairs. I did do that. Um, Ran down two flights of stairs to get to where she was, but we are, it was already settled and we already knew, but it, you know, it's really a result of receiving what it is that he has for us. And that's when it comes to healing, that's, that's what his word says. That's what his word commands us to do is to receive. Um, and Ayla mentioned this as well about, you know, if you had a million dollar check, If you had a $50 check, you may sit on that $50 check for a minute. You know, you may be like, I'll take it when I get around to the bank. If you had a million dollar check, you're taking the day off of work. You are going to the bank. You'll be there when they open. Amen. You'll be there. You, You will be waiting for that door to be unlocked. Amen. That's how we have to be with the promise of God. Ready. Amen. Ready all the time because what he has for you is yours. It belongs to you. And that's how you have to see it. When you think about it, Um, when you think about supernatural increase, see yourself as rich, blessed, amen? When you picture yourself, don't picture yourself broke, amen? I don't think most people do, um, especially around here. I know we don't picture ourselves broke, even when we're going through financially difficult times. That's just not the way that we operate. But with sickness, when sickness is operating in your body, you 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 have to resist the urge to see yourself as sick. You know, it may mean you don't take a sick day, you know, there are times that I've said, I think I'm going to take a sick day. And the Lord's like, well, are you sick or are you healed? Well, maybe I shouldn't take a sick day. <laughs> Amen. But sometimes that's, that's what God requires out of us is to, to align ourselves with his word. Amen. Amen. That's all I had to say about that. I just wanted to add that in. You did a great job. Amen. Amen. I, I love what she said about performance, though. That's really stirring in me, that God, he doesn't reward us based on performance. That's not the God that we serve. Thank God, because there are so many that perform better than I do. There are so many that do much, 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 much better than, than I do, than Ayla does, than any of y'all do. We, we are outperformed regularly, but he's favored us. Amen. Favor Trump's performance amen amen did you you want me to pray us out well, do you have anybody yeah pray.
1: well if they need prayer we pray with does anybody need prayer today I? I think
0: we should do it okay we can use the microphone because I'm, I'm sure we're still recording Uh, yeah, let me, let, me, uh, let me do this. I'm just going to pray us out for the recording, and uh, then we'll pray for those that are here that need prayer. So, Father, I just thank you for all that you have done tonight, the word that you have declared to us. Lord, we receive your truth. Uh, some of us, we receive it by revelation. And Lord, those of us that have not received it by revelation, Lord, we receive it by faith right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, let these words penetrate our hearts. Yes, Lord, let it penetrate our hearts and, and, and get in there deep, Lord, so that in the, in the right moment, in the precise time, your word may come out of us and come out of our mouths in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you for doing a work in your people. Lord, for any of those that are listening, that are battling with sickness, we curse that right now in the name of Jesus. We command it to go from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. I declare, be healed in Jesus' name. And Lord, I thank you that you're doing it right now. Right now, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen.